And welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes, here with Brendan the Producer Pika, uh, and my co-host, Brian the Boom Corrigan, is out with a, a sickness. I almost said out with an injury, like he was a football player. He's not, because we're barely athletic. So, uh, I'll be tackling this one myself. I'm going to go over the NFC home games uh, of week three. This is just a recap here. If you did miss part one, go check that out where I go over the AFC home teams as well as some waiver players to pick up, some stock up, stock down players that we have faith in uh, and that we're fading on. So definitely check that out. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going to jump right into the recaps and then I'll go over my glads, of sad, glads and sads of the week like we usually do. Uh, we'll start out with the Cincinnati Bengals tying the Philadelphia Eagles. This was a very interesting game. So we'll just jump in uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, 312 yards, two TDs. Uh, solid performance. Almost rosterable, in my opinion. I I could say a, a, a streamable quarterback, given a good matchup. Because he does... Uh, he he doesn't he's not afraid to take risk is what i'm trying to say he's a very fun quarterback to watch and he has a huge upside uh for fantasy but it needs to be a good matchup um just right now i mean obviously things gonna get better but uh we'll we'll stick with the receiving game we'll we'll head into the receivers tyler boyd was the top receiver here 10 receptions 125 yards uh the next wide receiver uh, it ranked in receptions, only had five. So Tyler Boyd was really the focal point here. Um, he he's great. It, it's it, it's a mess though, because I don't want to tell you to start Boyd. He should be rosterable, but I guess ah, two two good weeks in a row. He's basically startable here. Uh, AJ Green is still technically the, the number one receiver but he only put up 36 yards out of five receptions there. So um, we're really starting to fade on him. Tyler Boyd, I would say it, at least the last two weeks, putting up 20 plus points in, in a ESPN standard league. That is great. So um, definitely a, a flex player based on matchup. Uh, and then we got most of the touchdowns. T Higgins, two touchdowns, 40 yards, five uh, receptions out of that. That is really good. Um, this is, I'm, I'm not going to say that he is a, a great option for fantasy dynasty league. Yes, but it's one good week and it was a very good week. The two TDs, um, but I'm not going to freak out and, and pick him up in all my leagues just because he caught two touchdowns. So, um, he is still the wide receiver three. I do like him going into the future, but this year, I don't know. I don't think he's going to keep that up. Uh, running game, Joe Mixon, 17 carries. That's great. 49 yards. Uh-oh. That's not good at all. Uh, if you if you can, can hear, I'm a little upset about Mixon. Um, I've had a lot of faith in him this going into this season. Picked up a lot of shares of Mixon in my leagues, and he has not performed well. No touchdowns. Uh just over 150 yards this entire season, but he's getting the opportunity. He's getting the carries. 
he's almost he's getting in the high teens per game like 17 is his average but he's getting like 2.9 yards a carry that's terrible uh so definitely not really happy with mixon if you listened to last episode he was a stock down um we're, we're really losing faith in him and we're losing it fast so he's really got to turn things around here i mean uh he did do it last year last year he had a very bad start to the season very slow and then he then he finished strong so maybe that's his thing maybe that's how he plays gets better as the weeks go on but but uh it's just i just i'm just hoping to start soon i you can't you know freak out too much though and drop him or i would say even bench him just because of the upside uh and you paid so much for him he was a a first or second round draft pick and you paid 50 bucks for him in an auction league. So, um, yeah, just disappointment. Speaking of disappointment, let's talk about the Eagles. Carson Wentz, 225 yards of touchdown, two interceptions, not the best performance there. He did get a rushing touchdown, which saved his fantasy week. If he didn't get that rushing touchdown, I mean, people would be calling for his head. That, That is this. It's not Wentz's fault. It's not Wentz's fault. I need to express that. Um, just a ton of injuries in the receiving game. The O-line is in shambles here. So it's not all his fault. Um, but here's an interesting thing. Jalen Hurts played a couple of snaps. He had two carries for eight yards. I'm not saying that he's going to be involved more in this offense in the next couple of weeks but if Carson Wentz keeps up this form I could see a world where Jalen Hurts will be more involved here will be you know just like what we saw with what Trubisky just did uh with and and Nick Foles um then again Nick Foles is way different than Jalen Hurts Nick Foles has experience there's a lot more faith in that um but I, I honestly wouldn't blame Philly if, if they put in Hurts after a couple more bad weeks. So something to keep in mind. Carson Wentz has really fallen off. Um, Miles Sanders, 18 carries, 95 yards. Almost got that 100. That would have been nice. Uh, but four receptions, 12 yards as well. Great in a PPR league. Um, yeah, not much to say about him. He's, he's starting to perform well. Uh, we'll move on to the receiving game. Zach Ertz, seven yards or seven receptions. Sorry for 70 yards. That's way different than seven yards. This is a lot better performance out of him. Uh, Dallas Goddard did, uh, get injured. Uh, we don't know to what, I don't know to what extent yet. There really hasn't been a lot of reports out, but we'll let you know later on in further episodes. Um, but Zach Ertz has been the number one and still will continue to be the number one with or without Goddard. Other than that, no receivers I'm interested in. I know Greg Ward got a touchdown, but that's not not relevant at all. Deshaun Jackson not being involved. Um, just a just a rough rough team there. Uh, but yeah, tied. That I'm not sure if you guys watched that overtime. If you didn't, it would be worth rewinding that DVR or whatever you have, finding it on YouTube, finding it somewhere, and watching that overtime because it watch it and and think in your head that none of those teams wanted to win no it didn't it looked like both of those teams are trying to lose if you watch it with that mindset it's hilarious so 
uh yeah just a, a weird i don't know why you wouldn't kick that field goal at the end i know it's a long one but at least risk it uh, it's a mess it's just a whole mess so um well yeah <laughs> let's move on uh tennessee titans beating the minnesota vikings 31 30 vikings do what they always do they choke it's just a thing i'm numb to it uh well i guess we'll talk about the vikings Kirk Cousins had a little better week, but he's not fantasy relevant. Delvin Cook had one of the best games of his career. 22 carries, 181 yards, and a touchdown. Awesome. That's what you expect out of him. He's really been the only one performing uh, consistently on a high level on this Vikings offense. Uh, Receiving game. Justin Jefferson stepping it up. Seven receptions, 175 yards, and a touchdown. He was looking very, very good this week. Uh, someone to keep an eye on for sure. I would say if you can afford it, roster it, roster him. He is great. Um, he's the wide receiver too, right behind Adam Thielen and going up against some tough corners. I would, you know, Kirk Cousins would look elsewhere. So Justin Jefferson is a great option there. Adam Thielen got you a touchdown. So you're kind of happy. He only put up 30 yards, three receptions. So not the best performance out of him. Um, but he's still the wide receiver one and he, he still has huge upside just because of his involvement. Now we'll move on to the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill didn't get a throwing touchdown this game. A little disappointing for fantasy owners, uh, who definitely, uh, who I recommended you should stream them this last week because Vikings defense is atrocious. Uh, but we knew going into the season, this is a huge run heavy team this is run first give the ball to henry and if that doesn't work you keep trying it that's their game plan derrick henry 26 carries 119 yards two tds that is great that is a weak winner for you there in fantasy that is what you want that's his upside there uh the receiving game Corey davis decent decent week five receptions almost 70 yards. Uh, that's kind of what you would expect out of him. If you put him in a flex position, I wouldn't be too disappointed, especially if you're in a PPR league. Touchdown would have been nice, but it was all ground game, and that's what you need to understand when you pick up Titans receivers. It's going to be run first. Uh, they're going to run it. If that doesn't work, they run it. If that doesn't work, they run it. If that doesn't work, okay, and now we'll think about throwing it. So keep the, always keep that in mind when you have a Titans player on your team. Uh, John o. Smith, I would say good week, five receptions, 61 yards. He didn't get a touchdown, but I, John o. Smith has been a, 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 a great, uh, if this is his worst, this is his worst week yet. If this is his worst, I'm happy with that 61 yards. So that's good. Um, so yeah, that wraps up Titans Vikings. We'll move on to a very interesting one. Chicago bears versus the Atlanta Falcons. Here's something crazy. Atlanta Falcons were up 26 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Then the Bears bring on Nick Foles. He throws three TDs for 188 yards, scores 20 points in that fourth quarter, and wins the game. What a story. Nick Foles is back, took over for Mitch Trubisky. Um,. He's 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 one of those players where if you wanna 
if you're if you're struggling like I am in the quarterback position, for example, I I decided to put my faith in Drew Locke this season. Uh, he is an option that I would recommend. He's got awesome receivers in Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller. He's got a dependable tight end in Jimmy Graham. It's crazy. He caught two tight end, uh, two touchdowns this week. This is an offense that really has potential to be great if done right. And Nick Foles is definitely a step in the right direction. So I I love him in the future, the, the, this season. I think he's going to be great. Um, then again, that's what a lot of people said about Mitch Trubisky and Bryant. Haha, not here to defend himself. All right, moving on. Rushing game, David Montgomery, 14 carries for 45 yards. Uh, slightly disappointing week for him. Uh, I know Montgomery owners want a little bit more involvement, but hey, he's probably going to get it in the next couple weeks. Tariq Cohen just tore his ACL, so he's out for the season. Um, it, not that Tariq Cohen was really eating up a lot of Montgomery shares, but now they really don't have any other option. I mean, Cordero Patterson's there, but I can see Montgomery getting more involved in the passing game here. I should say receiving game. He's not going to throw the ball. I don't know what I'm talking about. He's going to catch the ball a lot more now that Cohen's out. Uh, but I can see Cordero Patterson getting involved as well, kind of like a Curtis Samuel role for the Carolina Panthers. But um, I wouldn't jump the gun on Patterson. I would wait to see how involved he's going to be in, in, in this offense uh, moving forward. Um, yeah, receiving game, Allen Robinson. Hey, welcome back. Back in form. 10 receptions, 123 yards, a touchdown. Great. That's awesome. That's what I love to see. Anthony Miller gets a touchdown in there as well. Only two receptions, 41 yards, but player that like Anthony Miller, you start him in your flex position. He gets a touchdown. I'm happy. Uh, Jimmy Graham, two touchdowns, like I said earlier, six receptions for 60 yards. This is a very, very interesting player because I he did nothing for the Green Bay Packers, but week one this year caught a touchdown against Detroit. He basically did nothing week two against the Giants, but week three, 60 yards, two TDs, targeted nine times. This is He's one of those tight ends where I, I would consider it. I would consider picking him up as weird as it is to say. I know it's not 2016, but Jimmy Graham can still get it done. Like we saw here, this is his upside with Nick Foles behind the line. I think it's possible. I think it's possible. It's weird. I got a lot of faith in Nick Foles. Um, but Jimmy Graham is, is one of the people that can benefit from the changing quarterback. Uh, we'll move on to the Falcons. Oh, man. Just a sad game if you're a Falcons fan. You had it. You had the, that's, you just, oh, I, I don't even know. I, I can't say anything that's already been said about this team because they, they just keep choking. And it's sad to see from a Vikings fan. If a Vikings fan says, wow, that's, that's sad, then you know it's really bad. Um, Matt Ryan, 238 uh, passing yards, a touchdown interception. Really not what you thought, uh, or at least not what you, Wanted out of Matt Ryan, especially if you looked in the last two weeks. It's been, you know, almost 300 yards and three TDs. So 
this is definitely one of his worst games, and this is what you should expect on a on a bad week from Matt Ryan. Um, we got Calvin Ridley. Surprisingly, didn't get a touchdown this week, but still put up 110 yards out of five receptions. Uh, he's one of the best I, I, wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver this year, fantasy wise. I think he might actually be the best wide receiver. Um, he's crazy. Julio Jones um, is dealing with an injury, so Calvin Ridley becomes the wide receiver one. Uh, and unfortunately, Russell Gage left the game with a concussion as well. So it was all Calvin Ridley this this week, and he's proved that he he's elite, so he's going to be involved in the near future. I don't think I need to really say that because everyone knows that Calvin Ridley is he's legit. So um, yeah, we'll see later on in the in the week four recap the situation with Russell Gage, the situation with Julio. So uh. So keep that in mind. Tune in when when that comes out. Uh, Todd Gurley in the running game, 14 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Pretty solid. That's great out of Todd Gurley. Not much to say there. That's a really awesome week for him. Um, I know Brian Hill had nine carries and a touchdown as well, but I'm not going to freak out about that because that touchdown and his 58 yards that he got was basically from one play. So... Uh, yeah, on, on any other day that could have been Todd Gurley doing that. So, uh, you should, and if you had Todd Gurley, you're not that upset. He got you the points you needed. So it's not an outstanding week, but you know, solid week overall. Next up, San Francisco 49ers obliterating the New York Giants 36 to nine. Um, I, I really thought this was the week that the Giants could could actually, you know, take a step up. And they really did it. They really look terrible out there. Daniel Jones, no touchdowns, less than 180 yards. I'm done with him this year. I'll talk about him later on in this podcast. Um, he was the leading rusher as well. Five carries for 49 yards. I thought Devonta Freeman, that's a good option, right? That's a that's a high risk high reward player. Well, he really let you down. He let me down. Five carries for ten yards. Uh, really, really not what you want. I know, and I'll give him this. He signed less than a week before this game. So, and it is against the San Fran defense. Even though they had some injuries, they're still a top defense. So, I'm not gonna say drop Freeman. But I'm I'm not gonna start him in the near future. Um, no Wayne Gallman, no Deion Lewis, Devonta Freeman is the lead back here. Uh, receiving game very disappointing as well. Slayton is the only one I think that that's fantasy relevant. Three receptions, fifty three yards. Just a bad day overall for the New York Giants. Evan Ingram disappointing as well. It, uh, yeah, that's really how to sum it up. Just a bad game, bad week. Um, Bad start to the season. So fading on all on that entire team. Uh, San Fran, on the other hand, Jarek McKinnon, 14 carries, 38 yards, and a TD. He's the uh, lead back there. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson is the other one. He got 12 carries, 15 yards, and a touchdown. I definitely have more faith in Jarek McKinnon. 
uh, even in the passing game as well. I know that Jeffrey Wilson got a receiving touchdown, but I I don't know. With Mostert coming back, Wilson's going to move down a level, um, and I could still see McKinnon being involved. He's Wilson's just a placeholder until until Mostert comes back. So if Mostert's out again this week, I would say start you know start Wilson, start McKinnon, but it, once Mostert comes back, Wilson will most likely be irrelevant. So uh, another person that got a rushing touchdown, the man I had a lot of faith in in this season, Brandon Ayuk. He got three carries, thirty-one yards, and a touchdown, but he was also the lead receiver with five receptions for 70 yards. This is a guy you got to pick up. you got to pick up right now with all the injuries uh, on this team. I was, I thought last week was his time to step it up, and he didn't, and it made me nervous, but this week he proved it. Um, he's he's going to be... This is not... I would say this isn't even his ceiling. He's, he's one of those just crazy fast Tyreek, hill style players that can be involved in the rushing game and the receiving game so i really like his potential um am i gonna start him every week no but i will play matchup and you do need to pay attention to who's injured on this team because unfortunately a lot of players are injured in, in san francisco um and Ayuk is definitely stepping up to the plate so so if let's say the injury list is the same next week i'll start brandon Ayuk. Uh, we'll move on to the next game. Next game is the Detroit Lions versus the Arizona Cardinals. This is a bit of a shocker here because the Lions actually won it 26-23. They got their first win of the season beating Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. That's crazy. Uh, I guess we'll start with him. Kyler Murray, 270 yards, two TDs, but three interceptions. That really killed him there, those three INTs. Very unfortunate. Uh, he did rush it in for a touchdown, so fantasy-wise, still did his job. Uh, he definitely wasn't a, a, a top player this week, but he, he was good. He'll make you happy. Uh, rushing game, Kenyon Drake, 18 carries for 73 yards. This is, this is very weird, because I thought this would be the week where Kenyon Drake would get 100-plus in a touchdown. If I had to bet on any week, it would be against the Detroit Lions. Um, he, he He's a very... Uh, there's a lot of hope for him. And he's doing okay. I, I almost wanted to compare him to Joe Mixon, but Drake's been doing a little bit better than Joe Mixon. Uh, but there's just a lot of hype around this team, and he really... Really didn't... He's really not doing much. He's, he's performing like a solid RB2 when a lot of people are drafting him as the RB1. Uh, but you're still starting him just because of the opportunity and the potential of the upside. That's what you want. D-Hop is ridiculous. 10 receptions, 137 yards. That's great. Uh, no one else in the receiving core that I'm interested in yet. Andy Isabella, I'm keeping an eye on, but I'm not going to tell you to pick him up yet. Uh, but we'll wait and see. On the Detroit Lions side, Matthew Stafford. Hey, that's a good performance. 270 and uh 270 yards and two touchdowns. He's a awesome streamable quarterback. And you can really it, it the difference between Kenny Galladay playing 
and Kenny Galladay not playing is night and day on this team. With Kenny Galladay, it just improves everyone. Matthew Stafford looked better. Galladay got a touchdown of 57 yards. Um, it, it just looked more like a balanced team. So, uh, glad to see Kenny Galladay back. Other than that, Marvin Jones is... I'm definitely fading on, obviously, that Galladay's back. Uh, he's a bench player. Wouldn't start him. Uh, the run game. This is where it gets ugly. Adrian Peterson, 22 carries, 75 yards. He's the lead back. I say ugly because a lot of people still had faith in on Johnson. A lot of people, uh, even more people, had faith in DeAndre Swift. But it looks like it's AP's backfield uh, and no one else's. He's getting majority carries. He's getting all the yards. Um, he's not involved in the receiving game. That just goes to DeAndre Swift and on Johnson. Uh, but listen, if you're getting 22 carries a game, I love that. That's great. 75 yards, great for a flex option. So AP is, is oddly enough, a, a good flex option. All right, next game, Dallas Cowboys versus the Seattle Seahawks. I would say this is the game. Uh... Game of the week here. It ended 31-38 to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we'll stick with them. Russell Wilson. Th- ridiculous, man. I mean, MVP for me in my book. 315 yards, 5 TDs. It probably would have been more if DK decided to actually run into the end zone and not stop and let Trayvon Diggs slap the ball out of his hands for a touchback. That was a really weird play, but DK made made up for it. Uh, And DK put up 110 yards and a TD. If you have DK on your team like I do, I know you were frustrated at first, uh, you know, maybe screaming your head off and, and, you know, lying on the floor, but... You know, he he stepped it up, and he made you proud at the end of the day. And that's all you can ask. Tyler Lockett, 100 yards and three TDs. Usually, when the Seahawks play, I say, okay, one of these wide receivers is going to have a really good game, because that's just how it works. That's the Seattle Seahawks. But it's really looking like both of these guys can have a really good game. I mean, Tyler, three TDs. What the heck? If you had him on your team, you won. I I would be amazed if you lost if you had Tyler Lockett on your team. That is an awesome performance. I'm not interested in any of the other receivers. I uh, should mention that. No Greg Olson. Uh, we'll move on to the run game. Chris Carson, 14 carries, 64 yards. Decent performance. He's involved in the passing game like he always is. Uh, he did get a terrible, terrible injury. What looked terrible. Um... I I don't really want to get into I'm not going to get into how he got the injury and that whole uh that whole mess on um, on how he got injured cuz that's a whole that that that's not fantasy related. I want to stick to fantasy here. Um the good news is he only suffered a minor knee injury cuz there is fear that, you know, tears his ACL that it looked bad. Um but he is questionable for week four. There's a chance that they could still play week four. So that's really good news for Chris Carson owners and Seahawks fans. Um, so yeah, he, he still should be doing his thing like he always does. If not, if you do have Chris Carson, however, I would pick up Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde will be the lead back if Carson is out. 
and I could see it where they want to play it safe, where they, they, you know, if Cars is questionable, they're going to involve Carlos Hyde a lot more. So he should be putting up numbers, especially against the Miami Dolphins, because it's the Dolphins. Uh, so yeah, overall, great performance from Seattle, and even a great performance from the Cowboys. We'll jump into that. Dak Prescott, 472 yards, three TDs, uh, one of them to Michael Gallup. For who caught six balls for 138 yards, two to Cedric Wilson, who uh, don't please don't pick him up. And that's not I'm not being mean to Cedric Wilson or anything like that, but this is this is a big fluke. This is just a a coincidence, not a coincidence, but this is just it's not going to happen again. Is all I'm trying to say. I there's 16 games. In the season, 13 games left for the Dallas Cowboys. I would be amazed if if Wilson is the lead receiver in any of the rest of these 13 games. Because you still have Michael Gallup, you still have Amari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb, who all had pretty good games for what's expected of them. So, um, Wilson should not be involved. Uh, Amari Cooper, like I said, 86 yards, 9 receptions. I'm happy with that. C.D. Lamb, I know that he had two great weeks. Um... But he was still still solid for that flex position that you would put him in. 65 yards, 5 receptions. That's great there. Ezekiel Elliott, I don't really need to say much. Got a ton of carries. Got a touchdown. You're happy with that. 6 receptions, 24 yards. Could have used a little bit more rushing yards, but hey, it was a shootout. Absolute shootout. So, that yeah, that, that really sums up that, that game. Really a lot of crazy fantasy players there. Uh, final game which I couldn't think of a more annoying game. Green Bay Packers versus New Orleans Saints. Packers won 37-30. to We'll stick with them first. Aaron Rodgers, as much as I hate to admit it, is looking like a startable quarterback uh, this year. If you have Aaron Rodgers, you, there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't put him in your starting lineup and, unless you have, obviously, like, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, or anything like that. But if you don't have one of those top-tier quarterbacks, the top five, he should be on your team. He should be starting. Because we saw what happened with without Devontae Adams. He still put up almost 300 yards and three TDs. That is great. Uh, the big the big thing in the receiving game is Allen Lazard, 100 and, almost 150 yards and a touchdown. Six receptions. Uh, I like that a lot. Lazard is is an option where it, it, it's a tough situation because if Devontae Adams is playing, I'm not touching Lazard. But if Devontae Adams is out, Lazard is uh, like one of the, the top players to get. So I would say just because of that, he's worth a roster spot just in case if Devontae Adams is out for a few more weeks. Uh, Aaron Jones, not much I need to say. Um, got a touchdown, 70 yards, two receptions, 17. Could have used a little more, uh, receiving yards, but hey, it was another shootout. So you're happy if you're an Aaron Jones owner, New Orleans Saints. We'll move on to them. Drew Brees, almost 300 yards and three TDs. Very similar there to Aaron Rodgers. Um, top receiver is Alvin Kamara though, because Michael Thomas is injured. Uh, 13 receptions for 139 yards and two TDs, as well as 
58 rushing yards. Huge game from Kamara. That's a weak winner there. Um, yeah, you could tell that that the Saints team definitely misses Michael Thomas. Uh, losing to the, the Raiders last week and now losing to the Packers this week. They definitely need another receiver here. I know Emmanuel Sanders stepped it up with a touchdown 56 yards, but they really, really need a, a, a second solid option. Um, because uh, like it, they're very similar to the Packers. They're very similar where their top, one of the best wide receivers in the league is out for this game. They need someone to step it up. And that player was Lazard for the Packers. And there's no one on that team that I can, the, that I can say that that's on the saints. They're, there's no one. Um, it's just Elvin Kamara trying to do everything. Uh, Jared Cook, disappointing game as well. I expect a little bit more out of him. Um, he's kind of a, a fringe start for me. Um, and yeah, that that's really about it. Just a, just a, a crazy game here. Um, I'm going to move on to glads and sads. I know Brian's not here, so he can't give me his glads and sads, but I'll give you my rundown real quick. My first glad is Allen Robinson. I'm I'm glad he's back. He had a terrible week two performance, only three receptions, 33 yards. Now he put up almost 100 more, uh, 10 receptions, 123 yards. TD, Allen Robinson, and Nick Foles is going to be an amazing connection. I'm very excited for that this season. Uh, so I'm just glad he's there, man. I'm, I'm just very glad for him. Good week. My next glad is Miles Gaskin. He's only rostered in 45% of leagues, people. Pick him up. He had 22 carries last week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know he only got 66 yards, but if you look at his stats, he's getting better and better and better every week. He's involved in the passing game. Got five balls for 30 yards last week. I can't express this enough. This is the guy you got to pick up like he's he's awesome he's averaging 13.1 points per game and that's in the espn standard league and that's a guy that you can get for free that's a guy you can pick up and you can put in your flex position or even in an rb2 position and be happy with his performance clearly the lead back now for miami so pick him up uh my next glad is jared goff i'm glad to see him back in form after week one against Dallas, I was kind of, I was not kind of, I was very nervous for this Rams offense, but they've definitely been stepping it up the last two weeks. Uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, so that's a great system they got over there. Uh, not much else I, I need to say about that. Just awesome performance against a great defense. So we'll move on to the Sands. My first one, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, I can say this entire Giants offense, but I'll stick with Daniel Jones. I know they're, I, you could say, okay, Hey, he went up against the 49ers defense last week. All right, give him a break. Well, we look at week two. He went against Chicago, and he did even worse. His best game was against the best defense in the league. It's He hasn't thrown a touchdown in the last two games. This team is struggling without Saquon. None of the wide receivers are looking that great. Uh, they really need to find their rhythm. They got to find it fast. My next sad player, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. He put up almost 200 yards la- uh, last week against Seattle. They only put up 23 against the Raiders this week. 
Uh, first two weeks from him was great. I thought, hey, he could be a great flex option. Uh, especially if you had injuries to Corlin Sutton or something like that, and you need a wide receiver, Julian Edelman, I thought could be the guy. But just a, a terrible performance for the passing game for the Patriots, and it was definitely all running for them last week. Uh, last sad is Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is my last sad from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Only put up 15 yards against the Denver Broncos this week. He only had seven carries behind Ronald Jones of 13. I thought after week two where he put up over 100 yards and two TDs, I was like, all right, there it is. He's the lead back now. They're going to stick with him. Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently Bruce Arians just likes to mix things up every week and to make you upset. It's... Just it's a it's a run game I don't want to be a part of. I'm not touching that run game for the rest of the season. Don't want to be involved, man. So very unfortunate there, but uh, you know, hopefully they can step it up. I will say, last week I said Allen Robinson was in my sads, and I said, hey, hopefully next week at this time he'll be in my glad. He is. Uh, I'm hoping that for all my all my sad players this week: Daniel Jones, Julian Edelman, Leonard Fournette. So um, that'll do it. That'll do it for the week three part two recap. Uh, Next episode is going to be, should be week four preview. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to have more injury updates. Uh, We're going to recap who to start, who to sit, and some great games as well as predicting the winners for the week. So thank you guys for watching. Please subscribe, like, comment share all that good stuff we really 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 appreciate it so thank you guys for watching and we'll see you next time